missed the Craggy Island Rugby podcast. Game 10, if you include the Zebra game that was called off, just finished. Dragons 21, Connick 16. We'll hear from Lindy McKenzie in a little while. William Davis is with me. William, game over. Called it a must-win beforehand. It ain't won. They picked up a losing bonus point. And quite frankly, they're probably fortunate enough to have dug that out. Well, certainly for large periods of the game, they, 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 just, they just weren't playing good, well enough to, to expect to get anything out of the game. They did manage to get themselves a toehold uh, by getting some possession and actually hold, holding on to it. But there was such um, inaccuracy and it was a similar performance really to last week. There was a lot of errors. They punish the errors. They, they play a pretty simple game. They work very hard. And we just didn't really... We didn't really get close to winning it. Even when we got that try at the end, I think they, they, they held on reasonably comfortably. They're absolutely delighted with it. Um, saw something at half-time I've never seen, I think, on a rugby field. John Muldoon pulled everybody together in a circle and spoke for about 45 seconds to a minute very very demonstrative I think he was absolutely fuming I think they can be happier with a second half performance but, yeah I agree but it's not it's not, it's not championship performance no. it's not good they're, I, I'm saying it's not good enough they're going to say it's not good enough I, I'm no harder on Connacht than, than they are on themselves Pat Lamb talked about the video analysis last Monday when they did it after the Leinster game as being hard and harsh well, tonight isn't going to be any better because there was there was just it was error strewn, uh, passes dropped, uh, failure to to get people into the right position. It was disappointing, and I suppose the darkest hour is always the one before the dawn. Maybe we have bottomed out. They're they're going to have to hope that they have bottomed out because they cannot really afford to lose any more games we didn't think this was going to come after the four game winning streak they thought they were back there are a few of right a few Connick fans down there is about 50 we thought they were back after that run but whatever little problems including a lot of injuries have come back to surface again you know they're going to be much better at home in the next three or the next four games you know they're going to be better in Europe but you're just wondering there's an underlining issue here we talked about this in Treviso last year in the midst of all the brilliance there are times when this team doesn't function as well and it's just something that there's a lot of room to improve in. The, the injuries... Look, injuries were a problem all last season. They're, they're, they're a continuing problem this season. Uh, again, press conference during the week, Pat Lamb spoke about that and he talked about the fact that he's seven injured props coming here. There's none of the academy props available. Uh, Ronan Lockney. That, that weighs on a team's mindset. Yeah. Uh, you, Players are number one choice because they're the best players. Tom McCartney is the best hooker. That's why he is the number one choice. Dennis Buckley is the best in his position. That's why he gets picked. And we have three guys missing tonight. Uh, Kieran Marmy and Alton Delan and um, Finlay Bealham. Craig Ronaldson as well missing then from injury. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're the three Sorry, yeah, first are on, on Irish duty and that's fantastic for them. That's, that's the pinnacle. That's what everybody should be aiming for. But when you take them out of this team at the moment there maybe just aren't enough players there they, they'll, Connor will never admit to that because it's all about the squad and they're quite correct about that but it's very simple in this league you have to win somewhere around 14 or 15 games with some bonus points to get yourself into a challenging position for the top four 
if you want to be top six, you've probably got to win 13 or 14 games, maybe 12. There's a seventh place possibility with the playoff this year. We've, we've lost five games. If they win every game, no, they can only win 17 games. And at the moment, you can't see them winning every game from now to the end of the season. Losses like this, they're, they're incremental. It's a league, and you can improve, and you can get, get the results you need. But the, uh, they just, at the moment, it's out of sync, and they don't look, they don't look right. That can be fixed. They'll work incredibly hard after they've had the break. I think the break will do them good mentally and hopefully on the physical side to get players back. Lindy McKenzie will join us in a little while, but let's go to the post-game audio section of the podcast before we put a, a bigger post-mortem on this very disappointing night for Connacht. Pat, um, I suppose second week in a row where you're going to have a lot of frustrations with a defeat for Connacht. Losing bonus points is probably scant consolation, really. Oh, it is. I mean, you know, again, extremely disappointed again because it's, it's another game. Yeah, points, you know, we were talking about the points, but we've handed it over. I mean, uh, we put them under pressure at the beginning and the amount, the amount of drop balls are killing us. You know, and um, as I said to them at halftime, I went through every drop ball in my computer as the game went and guys taking their eyes off it. And... Uh, um, puts us all under pressure, and you know, and fair play to um, to Dragons. You know, we turned the ball over and just missed tackles as, as well. So, tackling and catching the ball is, is, is totally mental. You know, and we're um, I think the breaks come at a good time. You know, we're you know, and then um, chance to get away, uh, reassess where where everyone is individually, get their own. You know, like I said, the boys. Uh, we'll do the review on Monday, then they get away for a break and then come back and obviously we'll have a few more bodies online and then start competing for the places because, um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, disappointing. All of this would be easier <clears> to kind of put a narrative on if Connacht didn't have that brilliant run of four games around the Champions Cup and obviously in, in the win over Ulster as well. It just really doesn't fit the narrative at all that they've dropped off so much, but you feel maybe it's just need, in need of that break? Yeah, it, it, I mean... You know, we when we got on the four, I mean, the, I suppose the the first two games we're definitely underdone. Mm. Then we had the four on the row, and then last week and this week was is we've let ourselves down. Mm. But through you know both both games is about dropping ball and missing tackles, and um, you know, but there's there's no doubt, um, you know, the um, we we're, we're certainly getting stretched. Um, you know, you can see particularly in the front row, mm. but I think everyone everyone you know has to take a take a, a good look. We're all going to take a good hard look, get a break, come back and then, uh, you know, we've got two home games. We've been on the on the road three weeks in a row, sh- two short turnarounds. So it's, uh, the break's come at the right time and it'll give us, it'll give us some windows to get some key guys back as well and um, and then get going again. You didn't need to lose Andrew Brown early either, but yeah, just the depth of players, the amount of players that have to come back. Are you hopeful that in three weeks' time you're going to be looking at a much bigger uh, you know, availability in terms of on the training field? Yeah, without a doubt. There's some guys who aren't going on break next week because they've mm. been out. That's uh, They're likely for Cardiff uh, you know, availability. You know, people like Dennis, Tom, Nepia, uh, Matt Healy, um, and... Um, Who's the one? Sean O'Brien. Mm. Those guys uh, have to work next week and you know, keep because uh, if they do, you know, obviously, and then straight away they bring some depth into our to our squad and bring some competition. Yeah, particularly the front row when you when you get Tom and, and Dennis back too, um, and uh, um, sort of make a difference. But what we have to be really clear here is um, 
we made mistakes, but Dragons were good to, uh, you know, they're playing good rugby and they, uh, they, they got both tries from turnovers every time um, they, uh, we turned their ball over. They, they had a really good uh, positive mindset. You know, Kingsley Jones done a great job. So, um, you know, well, well done to them. And, you know, for us, it's, uh, it's a chance to reflect. And as, as I said to the boys, when after we won uh, you know, the Ulster game, I said, fellas, you know, trust the process that got us back here. We have to do it again because we know, obviously, we'll take a bit of flack for this, and we did, and deservedly so. Yeah. And um, but we have some time now to reflect, regroup, and uh, use that same process to get us going back. We've got two two big home games, which leads us into the Wasp game, which you know we can get into that Champions Cup playoffs. As uh, those two games, we've got a long way to determine that, and you know it's it's something to look forward to. It's easy to forget that there was a lot of tough points last season as well in the lead up to that Scarlet game, Connacht had uh, the last six or seven games. So I guess you'll be clinging to that. But you mentioned Flack. You down in tent now. There's going to be a bit of flack about where Connacht are in the table. Oh, without a doubt. But as I said, even this time last year when we were at the top of the table, table means nothing until you get to May. Mm. You know, so it's a long way off to May. Uh, I think more importantly is, you know, no doubt we want to be in that top half by May, but um, we've got some work to do. You believe you can get right back on track in terms of chasing that top six and the playoffs? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, we need a bit of luck with the, with the squad. And... Um, uh, but we're going to have to do some work, and uh, um, you know, you said at half time, there's nothing you can coach at half time. It's uh, nothing to nothing to change. Just look after the ball and make your tackles, and uh, that's a personal thing that we, need, you know, that um, guys have to do. Everybody, and and look through, you know, your, your prep and so forth. But as you know, rugby is one of those games. We all take the glory when when we when we do well, and we all got to take the hit when we uh, when we don't do well. Jake, uh, maybe put into words how you're feeling after that game. I mean, it's it's been a bad two weeks for Connacht on, on results, that's for sure. Yeah, big time. Uh, obviously disappointed to you know not come here and come away with the win. Um, you know, first of all, credit to to Newport. They showed up and look, they they brought what we thought they were going to do, and, and at the end of the day, they just wanted it uh, a bit more than us. Um, bit of a shame we, we couldn't get our game going a little bit more. I think in patches uh, we looked you know obviously well capable to break them open. If we could just just hold on for another phase or look after that last pass, um, you know, I think we could have uh, put a lot of points on them. We feel like when Connick starts like you did today, maybe nine, ten minutes, ball in hand, you need that try to really get you going. Do you get that feeling as well when, when you go through ten minutes of good ball retention but no score on the board? Not not necessarily. Like I, I think um, even when you look back at Edinburgh, uh, we played them. I remember the start of that game, we held on to the ball for a bit. Seven, eight, ten phases. We didn't go far, but, but it takes a lot out of teams, you know. And, and I think Dragons were feeling it after um, after that first phase, and and it's just that that inability to back that up, you know. Mm. If we can back that up and back that up, and said well, I think we, we lost the ball two or three times in a row. The tempo of the game slowed down, and we just gave them a chance to get back into it. So I think backing up those good periods of play. Sure, we lose the ball, right? Get back into it, defend, get it back, back it up again. It'll take a lot out of them, and that's when you start to see holes, and, and that's when you start to break it open. What makes this probably hard to fathom is how good Connacht were in the games in that four game winning streak this is a good bit off that kind of pace of what we saw against Ulster against Toulouse and even away to Zebra in terms of how clinical Connacht were yeah just in, in terms of looking after the ball you know I think one of the big things for us uh, the last two weeks you know Leinster as well as we just haven't been able to look after the ball long enough to put them under enough pressure so um, look you know I think Mole summed it up pretty well as, as you don't become a bad team overnight and, and I don't think we have uh, again when we look after the ball and we do our thing I think we still look as, as dangerous as we ever have it's just we haven't been able to look after the ball um, 
so you know, again, if, if we can just tidy up those small things, you know, I think we'll be back to where we should be. I know, in terms of injuries, the breaks will help Connick because players will be back. But do you think you you guys need to break mentally at the moment? Ah, look, yeah, I'd, I'd say just about every team in the competition does. You know, yeah, it's yeah. been been a, uh, a long few weeks and and after a, a, a long preseason as well. So, look, and, and I suppose it's coming a really good time for us now. We've had a couple of uh, poor performances. Now we get a bit of time. Uh, we'll come back in for our review. Uh, we'll all be able to get away, uh, refresh our heads, uh, you know, get away from uh, from camp for a bit, and, and then hopefully come back at the ground running and and uh, and look. And we can we got a home game, a couple of home games coming up, which is really exciting, and, and tear into them. You're going to really need that win over Cardiff. You won't feel the pressure though. It'll probably be just back to what you try and do yourselves. Yeah, well, I think more than needing a win, we need to, you know, put in good performances. Mm. You know, so uh, you know this this wouldn't feel too bad at all if, if we'd played really well and they'd beaten us I mean cool that happens but it's just disappointing that, that we're not playing well so yeah mate the uh, first thing is, is us putting in the performance a couple of good weeks training and, and hopefully we can do our job you know That of course was the voice of Jay Keenan before that you heard from Pat Lamb I'm on the balcony of the press area which overlooks the pitch here at Rodney Parade the music's still going on in the uh, VIP tent whatever you want corporate tent that'll be a better word for it behind the goal they're happy here in Rodney Parade I don't think they have anything other than to be proud of their lads effort I don't think there's a lot to be proud of from a conic point of view Lindley McKenzie you're not happy I'd say with what you saw there well I can only say congratulations to the Dragons mm. I mean they've been knocking on the door for this match for several seasons now but it is their first one against over Connor since 2012 yeah that's, I think, seven defeats in a row to Connacht. And fair play to them because they certainly played a much more ambitiously aggressive brand of rugby tonight mm-hmm. that got its due reward and not without its own perfect execution. And they had some young players out there like the out half. who I think was Brian, 22-year-old. Yeah, 22-year-old. Um, and I thought, I thought they played... They played. In fact, their first try had actually reminded me of Connacht. The way they produced it, I know it was from a, turn- a turnover, but a burst onto it. Yeah. Absolutely burst onto it. Totally flat-footed the Connacht defence, and fair play to them. As for Connacht, I know Pat can use Lamb can use the word disappointing. I'm not sure what other word you can describe apart from the fact that it is one, sadly, one of the worst performances I have seen in some time from Connacht. We've all, we've all seen those in the past, but we seem to see that each, each week they were, in the past, they were getting better and better under, yeah. under Pat. This seems to be, have slipped back for whatever reason it is. You know, Pat did point out, obviously, afterwards about the lack of competition at the moment for places. Perhaps that there is something in that. Um, but it was... There's, it's unfathomable to think that people who can produce such flawless performances, and no one can produce a flawless performance, but produce such performances of skill can actually play and drop the amount of balls that they dropped in that game. And I know that there was a certain amount of disruption um, with Andrew Brown going off early, and you could actually even see the body language out there. There were players who... It was almost like there were players who were in the wrong place at the wrong time and certainly out of position, and it just did not contribute to what one has come to expect from Connacht a normally well-executed performance. Brilliantly summed up, but yeah, we, we've had some time to take this in. It's been an hour since the end of the game. It really was shabby. I mean, if you disregard the first two performances this season as a disrupted pre-season and all that, obviously Glasgow at home was worse than anything. But this is 
this is a new level. This is a team that kicked on, got to a very, very high level, William, against Ulster and Toulouse, really high level, and a really clinical level against Ebury like we've never seen before, and have dropped off so spectacularly in the last two weeks. Um, I think the injuries, and the, you can talk about that being the lack of pressure for places. Uh, the guys on the pitch there are good enough to do better than that. They are, and I think it was it, it, it carried on from last week. Hmm. Just the errors, the drop balls, the the mistimed passes. Everything was out of sync, and the longer it went on, the worse it got. They did eventually manage to draw a bit of a line in the sand. They got the try from from knee, and they did get some quality possession and and used it a bit better but it, it, it just didn't look right at, at any stage bar the f- opening few minutes which was the same as last week um, I think they need the break they mentally and physically try to get players back just have a little look at what they're doing there's no doubt about it sides are going to target them a bit harder because they are the champions that's part of being a champion it's it's part of the game I mean it's it means more to beat the champions than to, just to beat of course it does of course team. it does and I think like we, we have to wipe from our heads that teams treat us with a little bit of disrespect anymore because there's there's no question that the Dragons were pumped when they started to believe in themselves Pretorius was getting them going when they won that scrum the first half it was, it was almost like we can win this game we can beat these guys that's never the way they were before they always thought they could beat these guys from the outset and maybe that was what's wrong with the Dragons, but uh, ah, stop. We like uh, you know. I, I was I have having debates, and I, like Alan's out here to defend himself. But we have debates about whether I should even be suggesting. He says, "Stop talking about Connacht finish second in the group. Talk about them winning the group in the Champions Cup." But I cannot fathom how you can talk about Connacht winning a Champions Cup group with the type of performance they put in here. I understand the full strength; they're a different team. I understand they are definitely still in with a great shot of getting out of that group. But there's something missing, I think, within the depth of the squad and the focus there. But some of the players who were making mistakes tonight and underperforming in the were players that may well be in the first choice Connacht lineup. Oh, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, they're players that who we don't expect to make no. mistakes. Peter Robb had five knock-ons. Like, I mean, for a player who's had such a great season, fathomable amount of mistakes from him tonight. Almost to the point where you wouldn't even, you just park it and let it go. <laughs> well, yes, because you don't know the reason for it. Mm. I mean, it's and we can't get an explanation from them obviously no. we don't know what's in his head and you know that you know Pat Lamb said that this tackling and this catching a ball was all mental so there's obviously something yeah. going on I mean look we saw them from mistakes made from players that we wouldn't expect even John Muldoon will put his hand up and say you know himself you know and yeah. and it's it's almost like this sort of it starts and it sort of can't stop. And there was, it was no, there was a slight panic that, at some stage, that you sat in, and you would have thought that Connors are too experienced for that at this stage. But it was almost like there was there was a panic in some of them. And I said, look, I, I do accept that there ha- was have been quite a few changes. Yeah, yeah. And I and I accept that Craig Ronaldson is 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 a loss at the moment from. From, oh, worked. from the back line. when he's gone. If you take the four games he was in and the first 20 minutes of the game against Leinster. That's, he maybe brings the calming influence, mm. but I think the panic comes from the mistakes and a failure. They expect to be able to rectify them and when they don't rectify them, things just sort of roll on and it gains its own momentum of failure. Where, lads, here's another thing while we're being critical. The lineouts are not functioning all season. It's it's not like a Rodney Parade thing. It's not an injury thing. It's not a... I mean, of course, those things factor in. Andrew Brown went off early and the calls were an issue. But the lineups continue to be an issue. 
All I can say is yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. And I'm sure Jimmy Duffy is going to be continuing to work I mean, work on that. I mean, look, Andrew Brown was a huge loss because he is the line-out caller. Yeah. And, yeah. and so essentially you had two players who are not line-out callers yeah. playing tonight. And that, you know, you have to say there are reasons for it. And that, I would presume, is one of the, the key reasons why the line-outs were not functioning this evening. Yeah, and Quinn Rue then has to slot into the, I don't know what to call it, the pivot position in the in the uh, pods that they set up for the forwards in broken play. Hard for him to do that. It's not his game. And, you know, a couple of things broke down off him as well. Yeah, and that's that's the problem of having injuries and, and not having a backup and cover. Uh, I refer again to the half-time situation where John Muldoon kept them on the field for about a minute and it was a pretty demonstrative and blunt dissection of something. I don't know what he said to them. I suspect we never will know, but it, 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 it must have been his annoyance at the performance or the ineptitude or just the mistakes. Something got to him. Can I give you names? Jack Carty, Tiernan O'Halloran, Bundy Aki, Jay Keenan, all of them are a good notch below what they were performing a few weeks ago. Yes, they are, and they that and that's a key, I think, to, to the break being needed. Mm. And th- these type of breaks are are mental and physical. Um, you've also got to, you know, the guys will be coming back, but we've guys, and it's great to see in the squad in Chicago. But they'll be playing against Canada next week, and they'll be playing against New Zealand again, and they'll be playing against Australia. They're they're not going to suddenly be available for the games against Cardiff and Treviso either. So the the people that are here now are going to have to face up again No, but uh, if you think we do have several players coming back yes. like Tom Tom McCartney vital key person <coughs> in the front row you know a, a sense of a, not a, an, a, an experienced head I should yeah. say in the front row which is a factor in our line you know you'll have a little bit more punch with Nipia being able to dovetail with um, Heenan. with Heenan good to see James Connolly back yeah. um, he didn't get much of a look in I'm not even no. sure he came on in the end he was ready to come on oh, for but it's good to see that he's, he's, and he's go, yeah. ready to go and and although he hasn't been injured he was just um, being rested I think from first team action William you were a bit frustrated with some of the changes for a second week running maybe may I say well, I, I thought Shane O'Leary needed a, a longer run than, than two minutes or a minute and a half or whatever he got I mean the, when you're chasing a game I, I mean look he, I, I would have I would have brought him on a bit sooner. Just, we both just felt last week Caelan Blake could have come on a bit earlier. Yes. Yeah. Um, the problem is players are coming back, but they're going to be coming back. First of all, they're going to be coming back into a team that's not in its full strength by any means. And Fireworks going off behind William. I'm convinced Halloween was last week, but they obviously have an extra stash here in Newport. It's Guy Fawkes night tomorrow night, Rob. It's tomorrow night? Jeepers, fireworks sales must be astronomical in Great Britain at this time of year. Yep, it's a good business to be in. We could have done with a few fireworks tonight from Connacht, but... Ooh, uh, segue! Back on topic. I'd uh, say they'll probably get some at the Monday morning review. Yeah, yes, before uh, yeah. their break. Mm-hmm. The poor lads who were coming back from injury have to stay mm-hmm. on. He was, you didn't hear this, William, but Pat was saying the Sean O'Briens and Tom McCartney's and guys that maybe were in range for the Cardiff game. Of li- we've actually named five, and listeners will have heard that already, uh, will go through an extra week's training, which is good, I suppose, and, and they'll, they'll be in tune. Not necessarily great for them, but I'm sure they're itching to go and get back. Cardiff, Treviso, what's the way, what's at home? Connacht have to win probably three out of four to make this season genuinely realistic going into the into the new year. Oh yeah, the pressure's on them. They're the champions and they have to, you know, they have to just knuckle down and and cope with this pressure. Um, 
And I'm sure, look, you know, Pat Lamb said, you asked him the question, Rob, about the season. and Does he believe they can get to the top six? Yeah. And, and he says, yes, he does. And, you know, he accepts that the break, you know, has come at a very good time. It's great the players are coming back, but they're going to be coming back in very difficult. It's, it's much easier to come back into a side that's been rolling along and winning. Cardiff and Treviso at home and go, you know, big, huge games. Uh, and before you even countenance Wasps home, Wasps away, Wasps at home, Ulster away, and Munster at home. Then the Ospreys away, and then we got to lose after Zebra. Oh my God. Ten yeah, week, ten, nine, ten games. It's tough. It's, uh, we don't usually do well at Christmas. It usually stretches our squad. But maybe, just maybe, because we've had so many injuries now, there'll be a lot more fresh legs ready to go at that point. The, you, you've got to hope that. I mean, they certainly will be as well. They need... I know they've had some good wins this season. I mean, Ulster and Toulouse. But you feel now that they need another one to almost get the whole thing kick-started again. It's been a stumbling season, which started badly, picked up a bit, and it's now stumbled again. And, and, you know, they also have to pick up one or two away from home. And that was one tonight that was targeted, has always been targeted as a win. So not only do they have to, yes, get back to the sports ground and and start and win and they have produced always have produced good performances at the sports ground they have to actually start picking up one or two away from home someone said any other business isn't the same without Lindy McKenzie last, in but last I week's never, podcast I don't produce any other business I think you do the odd good one usually, usually when we're forgetting about something obvious that's going on in the world of rugby here's something that went on in the world of rugby this week and didn't take the traction that maybe some of the journalists might have hoped they would there was also a journalist tweeting from the fact this is where Ireland are staying this weekend Trump Hotel probably hoping their tweet would be retweeted hundreds of times and people have this big debate didn't happen which was great but unfortunately you were pointing out to me it did pick up some steam in some places what nonsense first of all it's just a regular hotel second of all this notion that Ireland should have any interest in political situations in other countries is beyond belief utter crap I'm sorry I'm saying it now Donald Trump's hotel they stayed there absolutely should stay there I think I'd stay there if I was going over couldn't care less and I certainly wouldn't be voting for Donald Trump but anyways storm in the teacup and I was kind of happy to see most people just ignored it anyone want to add to that or just give me another other business any other business ignoring it Ignoring it. Exactly. Brilliant. Ignoring my rant. Fair enough. Good. Moving on. William. Um, no, I have nothing for you, Rob. I'm afraid. Okay. I think I'm delighted to have a two-week break as well, actually. I think... I think From us or from the, from rugby? From everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do wrong? <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think that the, it's, it's a good opportunity to, to take a two-week break and for everyone to take a two-week break, to watch the internationals, enjoy them, enjoy... The All Blacks and Ireland fighting it out, and Australia and Wales. I don't know if uh, Irish rugby fans really enjoy Ireland and New Zealand too often, but anyways, yes, I hear you. Ah, uh, but you, you can't help but not love it. Anyone would want to play the All Blacks, and you know, it's a great opportunity for for all those, and particularly those young Connor players. Okay. And finally, a bit of a shout out for Nicholas O'Connor, your own Nicholas O'Connor, who's been travelling with us and took the pictures earlier. Thanks, Nicholas. No problem. There he is. He's travelling with us. Hopefully he enjoys the experience of the craggy crew on the way home. Early start tomorrow, William. 6am. Yes. You were just saying to me, that Cardiff podcast is going to be very, very interesting. We'll know a lot by the time we get to that game when it's finished. Yeah, it'll tell, it, 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 that'll, that will tell us a lot because Connacht are in a difficult situation now because sides really believe they can win. And that 
you know, they come with a bit of confidence. Uh, last year, the, the sports ground was a fortress. It was a place, only one defeat all season. That's some, there's some big stuff coming, but it, it look, it's, it's all part of the, it's all part of the rock and roll ride of sport. You've just, you've got to strap in, but at the minute, we're, we're not where we should be. Which is exactly what you could say about us, literally, because everyone's left Rodney Parade. We're not where we should be. We need to put the lights out in the media room and, and then the, go. And the firework has died as well. The fireworks finish. All right, right here. <laughs> Take a sad song and make it better. Is going on in the room. I think that I think that's called murdering a classic. We have to take a selfie. <laughs>